Yo, what's up? It's your girl, Father Long Legs. You know me, Daddy T. Very excited for another Valentine's Day couples episode. This year, I actually have a Galentine's episode. You might recognize these two ladies who co-host the podcast, What Are Friends For? Also on the Hoo Ha Podcast Network, which is the home of You Can Tell Me Anything. Um, today, I decided to interview a pair of best friends. Um, I had the pleasure of being on their podcast last season and so I asked them to come on and do the special Galentine's Day episode just like we did last year with Martin, Kelsey, this year Gabrielle and Pallavi confess something to each other. I'm very excited about this. We had such a good time and they got vulnerable and actually ended up confessing things. Um, their confessions were actually uh, very like uh, what do you call it they they were very thematically aligned so that was super fun. Um, I won't go into too many announcements I'll just say that I'm starting a book live shows again so you can Follow all my live appearances at TeresaLeeComedy.com slash shows. I will try to, you know, post on Instagram and Twitter as well. But the uh, website is probably the most accurate and up-to-date place. You can see my live shows. And if you're in Los Angeles, I will be performing at Good Heroin in Echo Park, which is an outdoor show. It's outside uh, on the patio of the Stories Bookstore in Echo Park this Saturday, February 19th. So come on out. I can't wait to, um, you know, get back into the get back on stage and do some live shows again. I'll be going on tour late April. Um, I'll be in Chicago, Atlanta, uh, I believe Nashville, Richmond, Asheville and Raleigh and maybe a few more places along that area um, that will be updated soon. I don't have like I want to put everything together before I announce it, but it's happening, so if you live in those areas and you want me to stop by, I still have a few dates to fill in. Let me know. You can always email me, tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com, or message me on Instagram at Teresa Lee Bot. Enjoy this episode. Bye. You can tell her, you can tell her anything. She's a real It's your girl, Father Longlegs. You know me, Daddy T. I'm so excited for this episode because I it's a, bringing back the tradition of our Valentine's Day couples pod. This year we've got a Galentine's Day best friends pod with the co-host of What Are Friends For, Pallavi Sastry and Gabrielle Ruiz. What's up? How are you guys? Like, I know. <laughs> it's like, I feel like Galentine's has come around from being like, like, the, you know, like Aww, annoying, weird to then like cute again to then now just like it has no meaning like the number 69, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but I actually have like a genuine question about is is Galentine's Day like not very um, uh, con- like um, uh, what oh, am I trying to say? Compa- is, yeah. Is that is that is that not is, isn't it from isn't it from like is it from 30 Rock? Like where did it originally come from? Maybe. Oh, I, I feel like no it came idea. from a sitcom. Like I want to connect it to Tina Fey in my mind, so that's why I think it's from that. But maybe, maybe she just did an episode about it and it existed already. So I could be wrong. But when I think of it coming from a show, then I feel like maybe it's okay because it's like I, we all take a trope. But I would like yeah. to think I would like to think Gal is in the same terms of bruh. You know, like you bruh to me is fluid and doesn't mean anyone's gender you know at all yeah like, don't come at me bruh you know and so yeah. I feel like Galentine's Day is like hey gal like you're my gal or you're my girlfriend or you know girlfriend is now a looser term I would like to think when it's just not well and like Pallavi's my girlfriend and it's not romantic so I feel like the even the word girlfriend has um 
loosened without True. pressure. People say girlfriend a lot more like as your friends. I have not quite heard boyfriend that much though. Like me and my boyfriends are gonna go. I guess bros, but my, my bros. <laughs> Bruh. That is like that's like kind of along the lines of like adding female like female doctor, female comic, because it's like yeah. friends, I think a lot of guys just assume are other guys. Like it's this weird like standard norm that's not a standard. So it's sort of like maybe we should start saying boyfriends and girlfriends just to like even it out, you know, because mm-hmm. I have guy friends who, or it's like my, that I met through my boyfriend, but, um, that I'm surprised. Cause they'll be like, I don't have, they don't have girl. They'd be like, I don't have female friends. And I'm like, do you have friends? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, why do you have to say female? Like, you know what I mean? It's like, you're already <laughs> separating friends and female friends versus right. like, maybe that's why the separation of identity is actually restricting them. Right. Oh, well, but they're also automatically assuming a friend is male. Like they didn't add male, but I think if they did, mm. they would start being like, I only have male friends. That would sound more different than I don't have female friends. Mm. Yeah. Right. That's true. Wow. Anyways, we just we solved, we're on our way to solving things here. I could tell this is going to be a good app. Um, I, so I know you guys, cause I've done your lovely pod, which everyone should listen to. It's also on the Hoo Ha Podcast Network. But for the listeners who haven't um, gotten to know you so much, um, I'd like to start with a good confession. And since there's two of you, that'd be fun to have you guys say something nice about each other. Um, this isn't like the full confession. It's just a quick icebreaker. But, you know, you can tell to me and uh, or like me and your co-host or just tell your co-host. But uh, it's just something positive about each other. Whoever yeah. wants to go first. You go first, Pallavi. Okay. Um, I'll go first. No, honestly, this is, I'm so, I'm truly impressed, Gabrielle, by how you do the working mom thing. I really am. Cause like, it's like, we're in isolation and like, I feel like you holding the baby and like breastfeeding the baby while you're working. Like I could literally not wrap my my brain around that when it was like, when I was going through it, I would, I could not figure out how to like do anything besides be with the baby. And the fact that you're doing anything out in addition to feeding your baby is wow. amazing to me that is so amazing oh my gosh breastfeeding while you're working thank that- you my breasts will take the compliment <laughs> um I love that what about you Gabrielle I am also impressed with you Pallavi of, of how much how many eggs have been hatching for you this season of all of all the little eggs you've been like you know warming up for a few years and like you and Hari with your life goals and your family goals I am so privileged to like be in like the front row watching and cheering you guys on oh that's so sweet also love that image of just the eggs hatching like she's like she's been like you know I'm doing a little wiggle like she's been like wiggling on them for a while and you know because I like that because I've heard like seeds you need planting seeds but it's a little different seeds feel so passive even though like no shade to like trees but you know it's just like not as exciting as an egg hatching yeah it's very true. It's like very active making an egg hatch. Yeah, I love it. And then it like sort of is a great metaphor for like creators because you all really are like you have to nurture it, but not too much. You know, you're like you don't mm-hmm. want to sit on it too much. Like there, you got to like, rotate incubation it. Incubation you know? time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it could be a dinosaur. It it, could, you know. Yeah, yeah. It could be yeah or twins. You never know. Um, <laughs> does that how eggs work? I have no idea. Uh, okay. <laughs> Complimenting though, complimenting quickly is hard. So you better move on before it's okay. I will move on. Uh, 
<laughs> well, so this, I started this um, because I, well, because every comedian has to have a podcast, but also um, I started going to therapy late in life and found that like just being able to literally confess things and get things off my chest and talk about me was very cathartic in the same way stand-up is. But um, because of that, I like to ask my guests, like, do you have a confidant? Like, what's your sort of routine for um, self-care? It doesn't have to be therapy, but I just like to get a set polls because, you know, listeners all have different backgrounds as well. I mean, definitely therapy. And I also started going late in life. Um, and w- it was revelatory for me. Um, yeah. How old were you? Like after uh, college? or I Like 30 years old. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm 35. So, like, you know what I mean? Like, I've only been going yeah. for so many years. I feel like but- it's common in, common in um, East Asian, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, first I don't know if you're first generation but my I am but just in general like my our parents generation was a little more like therapy what's wrong with you yeah or like what do you have yeah what do you have to complain about you're you're here in this country living a good life they're like just be happy we were all unhappy and got over it and you're like no you didn't because that's why you're still unhappy (laughs) just kidding and then maybe taking it on me (laughs) um uh therapy for me was with big life changes that's when I started going and I was I I realized the body check that I needed was I felt numb in my face like in my cheeks and I think as maybe I matured in life or I just took a minute living in New York City to look at myself and be like what's going on um the numbness whenever I get numbness in my cheeks I'm like I need to go to I I need therapy like I need to start therapy again so it's happened like two big chapters that's oh, our body, our body is so much smarter than us. Okay. And I <laughs> definitely was like, I need to go to therapy when I met Philip, honestly, because it was like, wow, he's the one and holy shit, like I'm having a crisis about it. And then uh, after becoming a mom, I was like, wow, I'm the one. No, I'm kidding. But it was more like, um, I just needed to just air things out and talk to somebody else that's not my best friend. That's not my significant other. That's not my partner. That's not my parent. And like no judgment and a professional yeah. ear and voice. Yeah. yeah, that's why I love that because it's like that it is different than talking to friends in the sense that like it's objective, but also the fact that they do it for a living means that they're just like a wider data pool. So mm-hmm. sometimes I'll literally be like, I don't know if this is something I'm supposed to talk about in therapy or what, but this is happening and is it a thing? And they'll sometimes be like, no, or like, yeah, I'm like, is this a thing that you've read about in your books or whatever? And they're like, it sounds like it's just a you thing, but you can still talk about it. But I'm always yeah. like, is this the sign of a, you know, my spiral? And they're like, no. Uh, <laughs> but I do always feel better because it's like friends might be like, I don't know, Google it, you know. <laughs> no, but outside of therapy, it is Gabrielle. So <laughs> yeah, I love that. Um, I also like what you said, Gabrielle, about um, going when you realized he was the one because I like you don't hear that often when people are like proactively going in relationships. That's something I tr- I'm like trying to push and normalize in the way I talk about stuff. Like, just like oh, if I really like someone, it's like let's start going to therapy instead of like waiting until you know the last second of like shit went wrong. What did we do wrong? Yeah. I'm almost yeah. like I had my boyfriend's parents meet my parents um, this holiday season, and we're not like on their path to, I mean, not that we're never going to get engaged, but that's not even a thing we've talked about. And people were like, why is this happening? I'm like, because like, why are your parents being the parents if it's not? Yeah. But I was like, well, a, there's a pandemic. So I don't know when, if we can make it happen, let's make it happen. But B, like, I do think down the road, it would be nice. And why don't we get this milestone over with so that later, if it does go forward, we won't be like, oh shit, what's that going to be like? 
-hmm. Like, what if it sucks? What if our parents hate each other? No pressure right now to break up, you know? So... (laughs) So I like to normalize just like, just go, go to therapy before you, you know, just do it, do it early. So I love that. Yeah, it definitely was a part of the proactive due to, I think I am a, I get conqueror's remorse. I, I have to What do you mean? Like something. you, okay, you chase. After, after I achieve, I am depressed. <laughs> like I'm a fucking workhorse. Like I have no purpose and I have to change. I have to find something else to conquer and so I think that's what's, what's part of it, too. It's like there was this, like, chasing my tail. How do I stop? How do I stop, like, hustling when I got what I wanted? Yeah, how do you just enjoy what you have instead of <laughs> living in the desire? That is yeah. so um, important, and I feel like I only just came to that realization last year. Um, just the fact that, like, for so long I was driven by fear and desire and those yeah. sound like like desire sounds like it's not a bad thing but both of them aren't in the moment desire is like basing everything you do on what you want that you don't mm-hmm. have and fear is like basing everything on like what you don't want but you don't have versus just like what do I have and if yeah. there's something I have that I don't want like how can I get rid of it versus you know it's like a little more present so I like yeah. that mm-hmm. um, well let's take a quick break and when we get back we'll get your confessions all right, we are back. Wow, the time has come. I'm so excited for this. Um, I don't know if anyone knows they want to go first, or I can just pick a name. I mean, pick it out of the hat. Pick a name. You know, uh, may the odds be in our favor. Since Paul of you did the compliment first, let's go to Gabrielle. Gabrielle, is there anything you would like to tell me and Paul of You know, it's it's really funny that it's Paul of driven because, um, like Paul of said, she is part of my secure therapy circle. Um, so I had to pick like one out of two because I had to really reach. Because she knows like everything. Had, it doesn't have to yeah. be scandalous. It's just like we, like, we love to have a real moment. Like, but like she knows the scandalous, you uh-huh, know? Uh-huh. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, yeah, this is a good one. Okay, so <laughs> there's only two, honestly. So um, the, the, the one I'm choosing is... I want to let you know, Pallavi, that I call you to be really honest about our other friends. And I, I, ooh, there's tea here. I, with a, like reckless abandonment, like I'm like, can you believe like this close friend, A, B, C, D, right? And I always, whenever people do that for, to me, I'm like, what do they say about me? You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, this is how she really is, or he is, or they are. Like, this is how they are. Like, they're really being honest. Like, like so I wonder. So my confession is, I don't say shit about you, girl. Aww. I don't. Like, I think about it. And, like, the only person I would I confess think about to. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. We just gloss right back. She's like, here's my confession. I'm thinking shit that I won't say. Like, that should, what is the stuff? That should be the confession. <laughs> No, well, I know what I, you mean, but <laughs> I like I I was thinking like because I I've thought about that before when I've confessed to Pallavi like, man, I wonder what she thinks like what I say about her, and mm. so I was like, do I do I like go to that friend or that friend A B C, close and far from the circles or tiers of friendship cake right mm. like which tier of priority or you know dynamic. And I think about it, and I'm like, the only person I would complain to about Pallavi would be Philip. So I asked my, my husband, I was like, do I complain about Pallavi? And he was like, 
what are you talking about? And I said, do I ever like confess to you? And he's like, no. Like it was just so simple for him. And I was like, oh my God, I don't. So that's my confession. It's like, Aww. not that you're perfect. Because I don't think anyone is. But no, I'm cool. I, I mean this. it. Well, but you I truly like built a tr- relationship of trust that you didn't have to think about. Like you, you kind of like built the boat before you, literally the friendship, before you um, knew what you were building. Like, because sometimes I understand like sometimes you have that friendship when you're like in middle school where you know that like, oh, I can tell you secrets, but I have like if I betray your trust, then it's over. But you're like conscious of it. Whereas it sounds more like it's not that you went out of your way not to say anything. But looking back, you're like, oh. Like, that's what just happened naturally. We just built a really tight ship. I do think about often, like, thank you. That's re- uh, that's wonderful. Um, I, I think what I do think about with the two of us, though, is, like, what what will happen if, like, something does happen where we get upset with each other, you know? Like, I, I truly am secure in that we will work through it. But, like, I just had to say, since we're on a confession show, like, it's like, you know, I do think about that often. Is like, you know, sometimes things happen and like you know we get into an argument or we have like a disagreement or like some or something happens where like you know you were put off by it or you know what I mean like I do think we would work through it but it hasn't necessarily happened in like a big blow-up way yet as well as like I don't need to knock on fucking wood about it like it's just that means you both trust each other and yourself because I I think that's totally Mm -hmm. a fair worry like I've had that where I've like partnered with people that you know early in comedy where you're just like both gung-ho but you haven't had the wherewithal to define your goals yet. So sometimes like one person wants to do this or one person, they did different standards of things you want to put out. And that can get really personal because especially when you're mm-hmm. starting out and nothing is like really for paid. So it's all just literally personal social time. Um, that's stuff that I've been like, oh man, I've watched that unfold in various degrees with other people, like other teams within myself. But I think if you trust and respect each other, because I've had friends that I don't work with as closely now, but we're, friends again like mm. if you respect each yeah. other you always figure it out you're like okay you wanted to go that direction I want to go this direction like this is not yeah. personal yeah but yeah. you know that's so, so much easier said than done though we know we all know that right, right? Like, yeah when did you guys start work like your friends did you start working together like early in your comedy career kind oh of thing gosh. or were you like because so I, I do think there's a difference between finding each other when you already kind of have a voice and then realizing you have similar goals so I'm just I'm curious so like how early? I'm, I'm so glad you asked because I just told Pallavi for our new season of WAF. I was like, we've got to stop talking about this story. I'm so oh. sick of hearing it. <laughs> well, I haven't heard it. You can retire it here. Right, Pallavi? That's what I said. I was like, it's I'm so sick true. of she hearing like, about it. Nobody us. cares how we met. Like, <laughs> she's like, nobody cares how we met anymore. We've talked about it too many times. Maybe we're just bored by that story. <laughs> I guess, yeah. No, the how you met is always fun. But I am more curious, like, because as, as friends that also work together, that's like, from the outside of a non-comedian audience would always see that like, oh, this is like the dream you get to work with your friends. But anyone in the industry knows like at a certain point, even working with your friends or partners can be a nightmare. Working with yourself can yeah. be a nightmare, you know, like it's just such a high, strong, tense like life. And sometimes you almost get something or you get it. And then at the last yeah. second, something beyond your control. Like and that causes a lot of emotion. So yeah. it's interesting to hear like when teams really work well, like, whether it was um, you guys already knew each other and it grew into that or you found each other through your work and became friends. Well, well since I'm sick of it, go ahead, Paula. <laughs> well, well, that's what we mean. We, we met on a job. We met on a job. We weren't friends. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then like four, five, six years later, we reconnected over another business type thing. 
Um, and then after that is when the friendship actually turned into a real friendship. But before that, it was like we were colleagues that respected each other's hustle because we were both like doing the thing that she was talking about, like always chasing something, always like trying to achieve, check the boxes, you know, sort of thing. We had very similar energies. So I think like we weren't really in the headspace to like try and be friends with each other, which is hilarious now. <laughs> That's actually like I feel like could be the better formula. Not to say people shouldn't try to work with their friends, but there's something about that that's like, you don't feel like you're losing anything because you already respect each other. But if you were to get close and go, this isn't going to work professionally, you're not like, I don't respect you professionally. Like, oh, we just don't need to be friends. Like you would just be like, hey, we tried a thing. Like, you know, it's like I did a collab with you on this one thing and then would do no more and nobody is sad about it. But it becomes more vulnerable too that you can just be yourself because you don't feel like you're putting so much on the line in some ways that makes you closer. Um, at, like you can actually let go and become friends. And I think we were ready. I think we reached our personal maturity, matched our professional maturity. And that's where we met at a professional level that I feel for me and Pallavi in college, this was when we met, we were both pretty serious about whatever our career we aspirations were at that time. So they evolved and they kind of, I don't know, probably let me know if, you're, if I'm wrong about you, but I knew I always wanted to do Broadway. I knew I always wanted to have the career. I was never unsure. And so that happened, but we were not friends until both of us were kind of like more established. And then our personal maturity, like, you know, the 20s of insecurity and like how figuring out she was married a lot younger than I got married, you know, like a lot, some things matched on the personal level where we... Maybe that's maybe that's what happened, I guess. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Because there is that, um, even though we all know, like, we're not really against each other, when you're younger and you have the dream, like, there's, you're just told, like, it's so hard that you automatically look at everyone in your class as, like, a rival. Whereas, well, and, and also, though, both, I don't know, Paula, you can say yes or no, but I, I'm very protective, like, you, maybe not rivalry, but I'm very protective on not feeling too much in my friendships. I've been told I'm too much in various ways. Like That just help. means you're very capable because nobody says that to someone <laughs> failing. Nobody's like, you're too much. Stop failing. They're like, you're too much. I don't want to have to catch up. <laughs> Maybe. Because some like girl that. in college gave me pajama pants that said in text on the pajama pants, I'll never forget it. It's all about me. <laughs> Like, what the fuck? And I was, and she was like, isn't that great? These are, these reminded me of you. And I was like, <laughs> yikes. Well, that's a good thing you didn't do a podcast with her. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I'm ambitious and I have goals and I have to sleep. Like, I'm tired. I, you know, I, I could never do a Broadway show while swimming with the dolphins on my day off. Like, I just couldn't do it. So, like, my social, my social, like, calendar was, you know, barren. But um, I don't know where that was going. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's interesting because like coming back to what you're talking about, like talking about friends, I think there's the fact that you didn't start as friends and grew even closer to that sort of best friend, like where you're like, you know, I don't want to call it gossip, but, but you know what I mean? We all need, I think it's healthy to be able to talk about people, especially in an industry that is so connected to personal lives where like you do end up getting messy situations where like, oh, so-and-so I'm working with is so-and-so like, you know, you're going to have like exes and weird things. And that's just normal that mm -hmm. um, it is healthy to have a friend that's not just your therapist because sometimes you want to be like and then Christine said this and then Shanna you know you want, actually want them to know the history but that can get so dangerous when it's like a big the like comedy community because 
that shit just gets around. So I think having that kind of closed loop of like, I tell you the things and you, you hear them and you know that I'm telling you a little more than I really would tell anyone. Like, so yeah. there's no judgment of like, oh, why are you being such a bitch? It's like, because we all feel these things and some of us just keep it in. So if we all agree that we'll only tell each other, we can get it out, feel better and know that deep down we're good people. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and also it's gotten to the point now where like sometimes if I haven't gotten to something that I have to talk to Gabrielle about, like my husband will now like in like a letter in on it. He'll be like, hey, has she told you about this yet? <laughs> and I'll be like, why did you do that? <laughs> I'll tell her when I'm ready to tell her. <laughs> oh, I love that. Cause that is really the old school vibe of like, I, I mean, I don't know if pandemic brought back more phone combos, but I feel like for a while I was just getting used to just like catching up with whoever's I was in the room with like, you know, comedy, you have all these friends that you do see and they're close, but like for, in different windows of your life, it's like the cast that you're working with, like tends to be the people you hang out with or like, you know, your writers or whatever. And you kind of lose sight of like, there's some close, close friends that you would keep up with no matter what. And we used to just actually catch up. And now I feel like time will go by and I'm like, oh, I have all these new developments. And the next time I see my friend, we won't both have time to say all this. So which one should I pick to, to like fill them in on, you know? <laughs> so yeah, it really makes you, uh, I guess, in some ways, <laughs> value the social part of work that I didn't used to. I just took for granted just all the people I would see mm-hmm. when I didn't have to work from home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or maybe uh, didn't have the space for. That was me. Yeah, that's true, too, because there's a lot of energy space. being put towards, like, like, I hate that word, but, like, networking. Like, there's a sense of, like, you do still want to be making new friends constantly, not necessarily just for personal gain, but that's like a part of the industry, like the generals and stuff. Like you have to have a space open for like, Oh my gosh. Yeah. I need you. Like, and people can feel if you don't need them. And like, you know, that's not necessarily a bad thing, but you probably won't like get booked so much if you walk in being like, I'm good. I don't need this. Or you will, but like, that's depending on how the other person, you know, you know what I mean? Like the other person needs to pick up on that and they're needy or they're like, Oh and then, and then you know exactly what it is, and then you're completely proven wrong. So who the fuck knows? That is true. I am curious, Gabrielle, <laughs> because um, I do sense, and I say this with love because I relate, but I sense a lot of the insecurity of, like, not wanting to be seen as the bad guy or, like, the bitch because you're, like, saying, like, I said this, this, or this. What if she thinks I'm saying this? And I really relate to that because I have those feelings sometimes where I don't – I won't talk shit about people that I – just for the sake of talking shit, where some people I know, like – love just to gossip but for me it's like I mean I'm a Scorpio so when shit is real or there's something worth complaining about I will say it I don't consider that talking shit I just consider that telling the truth but uh sometimes it hurts more so I do often think like oh no I hope people don't think that like I have to be very careful about like how I come off but I also ask this because like you have played like the popular girl as well so I'm curious like are you were you like do you have like a history of being like the popular mean girl and then being seen that way? Or like, where does that come from? If you're like, no, 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 I I don't like, I don't talk shit. Like I'm not like this. Well, every time I was mad as a kid, my mom would be like, Oh, that's just so cute when you get mad. And I feel like there's a lot of, um, a a lot of behavior adaptate, you know, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, survival like a lot of uh, behavioral serve coping yeah that I would could never prove myself to be heard from that emotion yeah and so um I feel like it comes it stems from that more I mean I was I was a Christian good girl you know type a talented cheerleader like 
you know, um, was, de- you know, really focused for dance in college. So was I disliked? Probably. Yeah, sure. But um, I, it wasn't because I was popular. So I think it's mostly stems from me not having the place in my very, like, strong-minded sister and mom that I, I couldn't, like, they, they thought I was adorable when I was mean. Or when I, not mean, not, or just mad. You yeah. know? But not so, giving you, yeah, because there's a difference between, like, like belittle yeah because it's like you can be cute but also they can validate your anger by being like it's okay I got you're angry yeah or I'm sorry you're angry yeah I'm so sorry or they, it was not ever validated I feel or just like seen and so um maturing in my life and finding the friends that could hear me that's Pallavi for sure oh I love that yeah. well speaking of Pallavi um the time has come is there anything <sighs> you would like to tell oh Gabriel yeah and me uh- I mean, it's like kind of tangentially related because uh, (laughs) to everything we just talked about, because um, even though we did meet on the job and we actually did have a lot in common, I think the company that I kept at the time when we had just met, um, I did talk a lot of shit about you, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Just the way you said, like, I mean, I was good at dancing. People probably just like me, but I didn't. I wasn't paying attention. Like, I can already picture knowing that you're friends and knowing you're probably both like immediately oh eyeing God. each other. This you know bitch. what I mean? It's like, like this bitch. Yeah, you're probably both clocking each other immediately. Like, <laughs> like that's so funny to me. Um, no, Paula. I don't know. I'm. I'm not gonna say this is the reason, Paula. But Paula, I, I don't know. I artistically, I don't. I'm not threatened by many people. <laughs> oh, I thought you were gonna say I'm not threatened by you know. <laughs> No, I don't find someone like if someone's not like me or someone is of a different kind of talent than me, I find that accepting. Like, oh well, that's not me. Good for them. Pallavi, go on. What did <laughs> you say? Yeah, well, so no, what, I mean, what I happened? Think, I I think I just, you know, I was I I actually like, even though I have been very clear about like, you know, I, I always follow through on things and like I'm a good student and I like, you know, check things off the boxes. I also but like socially I was like kind of a follower for a while. And so like I just I, I don't need to name names, but you know who I'm talking about, like would just kind of, you know, say shit about people and like how like you, they, she tried too hard or like she's a little too much. Hey, and me. you know that's what okay. I mean? I know that and, about myself. Yeah. And so I would go with it, you know, and I would like, you know, be like, you know, because I wanted to keep my group of friends and whoever I thought was important at the time. So I definitely played into it. And I and I would like talk about Gabrielle like she was just like uptight person, but she wasn't, you know. <laughs> Wow, <laughs> this is so vulnerable, but I also love it knowing the end of it. So there's no like cringe factor because the honesty of like, it's like when you hear like in those books and like an old couple's like, wow, when I first met your grandma, I hated her. <laughs> it's like, why is that how every love story starts? Well, I mean, it was mostly because like, I just didn't see, I didn't see any like sort of, and I don't mean this in like a bad way. I just like, she just seemed so together and no weakness no weakness at all and so I was just like well well fuck her like this shit is hard like you know like and so and so when we did reconnect like five six years later that's why it was so surprising to me that she was the one that reached out to me because I was like why does she need me like oh <laughs> that's so truthful because it's like there's a difference I mean not that talking shit is ever any good but I mean let's be honest we're all humans and there's a difference between the talking shit because you're like that person's not hurt by it which it sounds like that's 
even though that's like a naive thing to think in general, it's like, of course people are hurt by it. Even celebrities like Ariana Grande will make music videos about her haters, you know? But like, I get that. When someone feels so inaccessible or so perfect, you think they're not going to care what I think. And um, it's a little different from the other person you mentioned. It sounds like we're trying to incite like opinion against someone. That's a little more like, let me actually change the tides. And I think I, well, personally would just excuse yours more as a like, human thing versus like you didn't go out of your way to be like I must take Gabrielle down it was like well no no it, it was I, I just I understand it Pallavi mm-hmm. it's I have a lot of empathy for that because and maybe sympathy because I, for myself because in dance in my dance studio I would stay after and work on my 32 fuetes okay and I would be made fun of for that to my face and I remember thinking and being like should I just not do it then? But I was like, no, but I love it. And so I remember in college from like the age of 19 to 22, when it's like a huge change in our life, I remember thinking that summer that we worked together, there were two moments in, in like rehearsal where I was like, either I am true to myself and I know this part and I'm an understudy, so I'm going to step up and do it. And I'll be like, I can do it. And I remember the room changing. Everybody just went, Gabrielle. I remember that. And I was like, but I'm good at it. <laughs> and I was like, but I, and also this is my job. And like, I, I took a lot of brave steps like that in college to just be true to myself and then not have tons of friends. <laughs> and the, the thing is when people realize that they can be on your side and root for you, all of that energy can be transmuted into their success. Cause you succeeding isn't taking away. And that, that's what happened in this friendship. You know, like you realize like that energy she's putting in only annoys people who don't want to like work for it. Right. But once you go, yeah. Oh, she's working for it. I don't have to change what I'm doing, but if I do, and I work with her, like, we're working for each other. Like, that's, like, extra energy. But who knows? I mean, there's a lot of parts of me when I was younger that I didn't know how to be friendly when I was working. So who knows? And some of that's protective, too, because you're talking about your mom and your Mm -hmm. sister. Like, you might not necessarily feel people would be friendly back. So it's a little easier to keep your guard up and just be good, which could be like, oh, well, even if they don't like me, I'll still be in the play or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you don't have to worry about, like, having friends. Even though, of course, like... I don't you know, not actively like having no friends, but it's that like sort of priorities. Like some people just pick not to do school and just have friends or, you know, I was like mm-hmm. grades over friends, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's so funny because like I've talked about this very, a lot of um, different scenarios, but like I, who I thought was my friends during that, you know, crucial time in our adulthood, you know, turning into adults, basically. It's like, I actually wasn't a very open person Mm. either. I just went along with stuff so that people wouldn't ask me a ton of questions. Interesting. So they almost like you, you, they didn't necessarily get to see the true you the way you can show Gabrielle, but you were along for the ride. And in some ways you knew you had to hide that, right? Cause like the more you see that the parts that didn't vibe with you, like them not quite being your people, but you want to feel safe in it. Cause you don't want to be on the outside. Like the more you just well, like, you need to get through it too. Right? Like in a way I knew that that was like a finite amount of time and I needed to get out of there at some point. You know, it's school. You know, it's like you get out of there. You don't necessarily need to be friends with those people afterwards. You hope you will, but then, mm-hmm. like, you change. And, you know, I ended up being right the, the deep down in my heart. I was mm-hmm. like, mm, I don't think this is going to last forever. But, you know, I think it's just at the time, I think I just kind of just was a follower, just added to trying to get through it. <laughs> Could you say one thing that you said? Yeah, yeah, say it. <laughs> oh, I really, I really wish I could, like, pinpoint something. Oh, 
you know what? I think, okay, no. I well, okay, yeah. were you there in the room when she did the understudy moment? Like, what was your thoughts? No, because I was not, an, I don't think I, I don't think I was an understudy in that show. So I don't think I saw that. But um, uh, I think there was one time during one show and I saw you like practicing a chorus line. Um, uh, uh, Which was not the show. I was no, doing was another, the, I was doing like another show. dance. practicing choreography in the corner. And I was just like, what the fuck is she doing? Like, <laughs> I was like, that's not mm. the show we're doing. <laughs> That's so funny. That's yeah. so funny. I know people like that in my circles, and I'm like, what a fucking thriller. Like, just just chill the fuck out. Like, we're not doing that. Focus, man. So, yeah. I, you know, um, I love this because this story reminded wait, me. Wait, wait, hold on, hold okay. on. Question, Pallavi. Was I doing it by myself, or was I talking to somebody about it? No, I think you were just, like, doing it into the mirror in the back. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> It's funny that you remember that too, because it means like on some level, your energies have been calling to each other. It's just like, at first you read it as like, this is a threat, but then eventually it became like, no, the universe keeps sending these energies each your way. Cause it's like, no, you're supposed to work together. You're supposed to mirror it. Don't like, don't, don't fight That's it. It's so funny. I don't remember doing that. That's hysterical. And what, we're ta- and we're talking like, this is like 15 years ago now. Yeah, like, college, right? I mean, yeah. I definitely sung, like belted in the NYU, um, stair, like the stairwells <laughs> of the freshman dorms. And I wasn't a musical theater major, you know, it's just, that's just what you do. You're in college. You're like, I can sing. What if someone thinks I'm so great? And it's like, no, you don't shut up like you probably did but you know we've all we've all done that okay um doing i just wanted to say because this sort of ties to it's related to you in the sense that like this story reminded me so strongly of tess peras and i know you know her as well from working but one of the first times i met her she told a story about uh very similar about like dancing on this cruise like as understudy and super that sort of um like uh what you call that that personality of like the person who did it, who got it, was like getting sick, and then she was like, "I'm gonna just, I'm gonna just know it perfectly," and then eventually got it. But it's like everyone's like so annoyed. It's like the thriller, the thriller. But that, yeah, but it's like that's the whole point. Like, why would you? It's like when you at. I always think like when someone gets something that annoys me, my first question is like, would I have done anything different if I had get, been given those opportunities, or am I just mad I didn't get those opportunities? And that usually helps because I think it's okay to feel your initial jealousy or initial insecurity. It, it would be like, it would be superhuman to not feel those things in this industry. Mm-hmm. And I used to judge it a lot, but then I usually mm-hmm. go like, am I actually not happy for this person? Or am I just like also trying to mourn me not getting lucky? And then can I have a moment for that and then be happy? And then usually that helps. Cause I'm like, yeah, I have nothing against this person. I was just like, why didn't I get this? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, oh, it's, it's a fine line. It's subjective. It changes every day comparing, you know, comparison i can only imagine having like social media in the way it is now in high school and in college like god bless so i mean we barely had youtube at that point guys so right. thank yeah. god though because <laughs> i mean i was definitely make, singing like songs with my sister off key making we made up a song about brunch that we recorded on a cassette tape when we were like eight that mm-hmm. would definitely have like if youtube and tiktok had been around i can only imagine how much more bad singing and dancing would have been <laughs> memorialized forever <laughs> So, thank God. Because <laughs> I, I, yeah, I don't know if I told you guys, but I dance, but like not like you guys professionally. I um or like me in front of the mirror by myself, right? <laughs> no, but I did like the. I grew up doing like the studio dance, going to the conventions and competitions. I was just always very mediocre. Like enough where it's like you know when you're in a room of non-dancers, you're like, whoa, did you dance? And then I always don't know what to say because I'm like, in case someone here does, they're gonna be like, look at this bitch, like, like you know, because I'm like, yes, but no, like yes, till I was like 15, but like like better than a non-dancer but 
not good at all in the scheme of things. That's why I do comedy. <laughs> but I totally understand that feeling when it's like, oh, that person who always gets picked for selects and knows it and versus the one who gets picked for selects and everyone likes. It's like, because they're just oh my good. Gosh. And it's like, they both want it. Somebody's just better at being chill. It's fine to not be chill. Right. <laughs> so I'm guessing, Pavi, you're the more, you would say you're the more chill one of the two. Oh. Or are you also very neurotic and nervous sometimes, like, but you just, like, sh- show it in a different way? I, that's a good question, actually. I, I don't know. I mean, I feel like we, ha- we both have our moments, yeah? Do you think I'm chill? <laughs> Not that, the way you asked that, no. <laughs> I mean, I guess I've never asked. No, I've, I've never asked. I mean, do you? I, I don't you think know, I am. You know, whenever I come to you with an issue, because, you know, you are that person for me, too, that you said earlier, like, you know, we can talk to each other about about all of our other friends (laughs) (laughs) um and so because I do that I always do find that you have a very calm response to it even if you find that find it to be shocking like it you know even when I like I came to you with an issue like you know when I was doing this film in the fall and like you know it was like kind of a big issue for me and I was like really going through it even then I felt like you were you were definitely surprised and shocked by it but you still responded in like this demeanor that was a that because you wanted me to receive what you were about to say right instead of just like egging me on in my hysteria right (laughs) it's almost like you leave space for each other to exist which actually helps you um validate your own feelings instead of always just mirroring and being like you're totally right or you're totally wrong you are like oh that's you well here's me and it's sometimes different sometimes the same which gives you more worth in the long run to know that it's always going to be like a second opinion you can take or leave and it won't affect how they view you mm-hmm. right it's like it's I in in those couple of moments the couple of times I'm thinking of it's like oh she's not telling me I'm wrong about how I'm feeling at all but like I think she's yeah I don't know I feel like we both have our moments of like you know when we need each other to be chill I feel like we're pretty good about that oh that's good because I think you're the chill one <laughs> Definitely I like um, the chill one. I really like that, like, because when you said, like, between you guys, like, all your friends know, you, you guys can talk about it. It's like, that's, that's an ideal best friend situation, because no, I think once you're best friends and the best friends keep it within each other, nobody's like, you're talking shit. It's not talking shit when you're talking to your best friend anymore. You know, it's like that thing where people are like, oh, I tell my partner everything. It's like, I guess that's fine. Like, yeah, whatever. They yeah. see you naked. Like, you, you do get that with your best friend, and you do get to like have a um non-judgmental like talk all the shit you want about your friends your enemies just with one person as long as they're not also going around and you know like I think that's like a very fair place to be because I'll have friends like that who are like sometimes I'll hear them gossiping with each other but when they're together but then I'm like okay if I just happen to be there and these are people that don't affect me I don't read that as much as if someone's like oh Teresa what do you think like it's a little more like this is probably your rapport and you just like keep up with each other and it's all a wash in the end because you know you want to sometimes talk shit but you're not it's not going to go anywhere and then later you'll be fine you just want to talk it out or whatever yeah, yeah. And, I and I think it's a very real thing I wish people I feel like um the only place that I've seen that sort of dynamic reflected honestly and this is why I love the show so much is Insecure you know yeah, because, like, Molly and Issa were a, a unit, and then um, I, I forget the other characters' names now. Yeah, Amanda Seals and Natasha Rothwell. I just forget their characters' names. But, like, they were a best friend unit, and they were they were all a foursome, and they loved each other, and they all went way back. But, like, they they both still knew that, like, they each had – it was it was very cool to see. Yeah, yeah. and they respect it. It's, and then yeah. when they – what was cool was when they got in fight, right? Like, oh, it was Kelly and um, – 
yes. when Molly and uh, Issa got in a fight and weren't talking, like they that it's good to have that core group because they still there's means they still want to work it out. They just don't know how to yet. So they like went to Kelly or whatever to be like, what what happened when you guys got in a fight? And I like that because it feels like. It's not betraying a trust when it's in the spirit of patching things up. But you do kind of right. need then at that point, like, well, you want someone to be like, you're wrong, girl, like if you are. But if not, then be like, hey, this is complicated. I don't have the answer, but I'm here for you, which was more mm-hmm. like nobody was right or wrong kind of thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, my friend, I have a friend like that who's also a comedian. I, we did the Ariana Grande podcast together. I'm sure my listeners know, but Eli Oldsberg. But there's times I'm like, because he's really good at drawing boundaries. He's an Aquarius and will like clash on a lot of things because I'm always just so emotional and he's just like, no. But like sometimes he'll say something and, I'll, and usually I'm like, we have so many different like tastes and preferences that if he likes something I don't, it doesn't affect me. But one time he was like complaining about a girl. He was like just like matched with <laughs> online and was like just kind of like trying to, you know, a little gossipy in a fun way. Like, oh, she, I don't like this, this. But then he was like, and she's goth. And I was like, okay, well, that's going too far. Like, you can't really be mad. <laughs> like, that's not, that's neither here nor there. If you liked her, you would have just left that one out. And he's like, true. Because <laughs> I was like, what if I suddenly wanted to be goth? Like, would you stop being friends with me? But I'm like, <laughs> I'm going to call you out on this one because I don't think that's a automatic deal breaker. <laughs> like, could be, but well, now when I'm like super heated, that's what I'm gonna end with. And they're goth. And she's goth. <laughs> Whatever. Oh my god, this has been so fun. Um, I have a quick game to end on. Are you guys down? Yeah. Okay, yeah. this is for both of you um, because you are a pair. Uh, I've been playing these like very. I've been like altering the fuck Mary kill with different prompts, so it's in the vein of that. But this is called. Break up, quad up, or swing. So it's uh, they're best friend pairs. Slash, some of them are like Ooh. best friend lovers. What does quad, quad up mean? mean? Quad up would be like you guys form a foursome, like the way like Issa and Molly. And so yeah. you either would you okay. break them up, like you don't like them. Which one? So then I'm gonna name three pairs. Okay, okay. <laughs> Many layers. Don't think too much. Would you break them? <laughs> which one would you want broken up? Which one do you want to link up? Four of you become a monster best friend group. Yeah. And which one do you want to oh. swing with? You know, switch See, for like this, this, this. She just wants to get a good grade, Teresa. <laughs> she wants to get a good grade on this. She's like, what are the rules? Can I study? Can I have 15 minutes to study? You should have sent me the prompts before. No, this is putting you in your discomfort zone, okay? You can do this. You had a baby. Uh, all right. Here's the first. Um, here's the first group, and you guys can discuss to get whatever you want to do. If you want separate answers, you want to agree. I think it'd be fun if you guys could agree, but also funny if you disagree. Okay, so these are the three pairs: Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg, or Blake Lively and Taylor Swift. So, which one would you break up, quad up with, and swing with? Oh, didn't even know that Taylor Swift and Blake Lively were. Thing. Yeah, yeah so let's break them up. Yeah. Yeah, they're close, but uh, yeah, I'd probably break them up too. They're kind of annoying. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, who was the first one? Amy Poehler and Tina Fey, and then Martha Stewart and Snoop Dogg. I I would. <laughs> I want them to hire me, so <laughs> I think quad up with Amy Poehler and yeah. Tina Fey. <laughs> Because Polly and I are so business minded sometimes. Yeah. We're like, we should invite them over for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> that would be a great group. I'd love to see that show. Tell them to produce yeah. the, the, the WAF sitcom, you know. And then see, Polly, look at Polly's face. Did you see it? She was like, that's actually really good. Yeah, yeah. She's like, write it down. Write I down. actually could do that. I was your assistant, Taylor. Write that. it down. Um, <laughs> she's already like loading the pitch deck in her head. So you'd swing with Martha Stewart and Steam Dog. That's fun. <laughs> nice. Okay. Um, here's the next group. 
Uh, some of these are couples because there's when I looked up best friend celebrities, they just give you like models and it's like that they're just in a photograph together. It's like this isn't really real. Um, Amy Poehler, oh, sorry, that, <laughs> Chrissy Teigen and John Legend, Khloe Kardashian and Addison Rae, or Pete Davidson and Michael Che. Uh, <laughs> okay, I'm guessing that's a breakup. No, 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 no. I would break up Kardashian and. Addison, yes, okay. Yeah, yeah I, I have no, I have no tolerance. That's just a clout-only yeah. friendship, yeah, totally. But it's also because, like, I'm following like Entertainment Weekly and Entertainment Tonight on Instagram, and I under, I don't know why I haven't unfollowed because it's all about that, and I'm like, I don't care. I'm entertained that I don't care. That's how much I don't care. But maybe that's why I'm still following. Go ahead. Um, I would totally quad up with Chrissy and John. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'd like to go over it. That'd be fun. Could you imagine? Like that's like a compound of children and houses. Yeah. And, they seem and like a fun. They do seem like they would be a fun. Like they would host like couple parties where. Yeah. And then Pallavi, your conversation started. Was like, so we did that commercial together. Ooh. Okay. There you go. <laughs> She'd be like, I remember. Of course. My daughter and I were in a commercial with you. <laughs> She'd be like, yes, of course. I was hoping we'd meet again. Um, I love that. And then. You know, then you'd comedy swing with Pete and Michael, which would be cool because it's like yes. you guys, they make great comedy. So, and then, and then meet a Kardashian. Why not? Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> okay, here's the last one. So, uh, which pair would you break up, quad up, or swing with? Zendaya and Tom Holland, Jack Harlow and Lil Nas X, or BTS and Halsey? Okay, you get a whole boy band in that one. Oh wow! Oh wow! Uh, <laughs> totes quad up with the boy band. You said quad up with the boy band. Yes. Okay. Okay. My TikTok Halsey. would finally work out. Halsey would be in there too, unless you want to swing. Yes. Again. Okay. Yeah. Halsey would be in there. Oh, maybe too. swing. I don't know. Sorry. Tell me the choices one more time. You're breaking them up like we don't. Bye bye. That's like kill. No, no, no. The, the quad three. up. The people. Oh, people. Zendaya and Tom Holland. Um, you know, Spider Man, Jack Harlow, yeah. and Lil Nas X, and then BTS, the boy band, and Halsey. Pallavi, do you know who the second group is? Because I don't. I do. Uh, well, musicians. <laughs> Lil Nas X is like, you know, the hottest thing in the world. Montero, call me yeah. by your name. Um, I'm not listening. I'm not following the Grammys. I'm sorry. Um, here's the thing. I'm having a hard time with that one because I'm obsessed with Zendaya and Tom yeah. Holland. It'd be hard to break them up. Yeah, this one's tough. I didn't, like, think about it in that context. Yeah. Like, I think you'd have to break up Lil Nas X and Jack Harlow, right? Yeah, I think and so. And they'd be fine without each other, so. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know who they are. <laughs> But Zendaya and Tom Holland would probably be down a swing. I mean, spiders swing, so, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Spider-Man. I'd swing with them. That's <laughs> They'd keep, keep us young. young. They're so cute. And you can swing platonically, you know, as best friends. So yeah. don't worry, you know. <laughs> I love yeah. that. Okay. Don't, don't take, take that, that away from, from me, me okay? okay? Okay. Or sexually, whatever you guys <laughs> <Yeah>. want. <laughs> well, thank you so much for playing this game and uh, being such good sports about these confessions. I love the, how real and vulnerable these conversations were. Um, let the listeners know where they can find you, follow you, check out your new season, and all of that. Yeah, it's a WAF podcast, W A F F podcast on everywhere, like WAFpodcast.com and all the socials and hoo ha ha. Um, our season five will be coming out probably shortly after this episode. Yeah. Congrats on season five. Um, do you guys want to shout out your personal socials yeah. or keep it separate? <laughs> No, no, Gabrielle Ruiz and Paula V. Sestri. You can find us on all the things. We're not very good at TikTok. <laughs> I will uh, tag you guys as well. And you can follow this podcast at Tell Me Anything Pod and follow me at Teresa Lee Bot on Instagram. Thank you guys so much. 
Thank you for listening to You Can Tell Me Anything. You Can Tell Me Anything is a comedic podcast created and produced by Teresa Lee on the Hoo Ha Ha Podcast Network. The Hoo Ha Ha team is Ashley McAtee, Audrey Povar, Maggie Week Austin, Cardi Assad, and Stephanie Binot. The theme song for this podcast was created by Cody Johnston. The outro music was written by Shipwreck Sailor. And the Hoo Ha Ha app can be found in the Apple Store to stream your favorite comedy series and laugh out loud podcasts by the funniest woman in comedy. To contact this podcast specifically, you can email tellmeanythingpod at gmail.com and follow us on Instagram at tellmeanythingpod. Thank you.